0: To Stock Talk Podcast, where topics are covered and questions are answered across all parts of the show stock industry. Get ready to learn and laugh with your hosts, Trevor Kirkpatrick and Corey Edge. What a beautiful, beautiful sound. Oh my gosh, I've missed this. Uh, One
1: thing that isn't changing quite yet is our intro music. Uh Uh-oh. I like Uh, it.
0: But there's been a lot of things changed since... We took our hiatus from episode 100. Yeah, 142 days. I did the math. Uh, actually, all I did was ask Siri. It's like, hey Siri, how long has it been since December 30th? Yeah, 142
1: it's, uh, days. It's whew, man, that's a uh, that's a long time. Long time to be away. A lot of stuff but, has happened. Uh, a lot of stuff has happened. Trevor, you got a new job. Uh, I well, I was fresh into my new job and then i had a kid some some point in time between now and within that hundred and forty two days
0: yes that's why i want to talk about first how's mabry doing well our audience should know
1: um that i'm very appreciative of those that reached out uh when mabes spent uh eight days in the NICU. um you know there was some unexpected things that happened but you know when you have a baby three weeks early it was scheduled by the way right Three weeks early, you know, uh, there are some things that can happen. Obviously, one of those just so happened to be that she came out via C-section, which didn't quite give her the squeeze she needed coming out to
0: get all the fluid out of her lungs. Ah, and such. I never thought about that. Yeah. Yeah. So that was really kind of the major issue. You described uh, it as going through the uh, sunroof. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. Maybe came out the sunroof in traditional fashion, like her mom uh, enjoys. a a good sunroof and um you know that's just how maybe he wanted to enter the world and um not surprised by it so there was um let me tell you a story oh boy first time dad had no clue what was going to happen uh when we got there obviously having a baby during a pandemic those things uh you know all considered little little nervous but not not terrible um And so like the whole process is going, you know, they, they induce us on a Monday and, you know, we, we start the whole process and it's not anything out of the ordinary. We had no issues with getting things done as far as the induction process is concerned. So they kind of told us like, you know, everybody reacts differently to, you know, the, the drugs that they give you. So uh, Taylor started in labor uh, really, really, really late into the night on Monday, continued all day Tuesday. Mm. And, um, you know, during that time, I was a complete zombie. Uh, when you're in a hospital and all you have to do is play on your phone, watch TV, uh, call people every once in a while and, um, you know, talk to your pregnant wife who's going through labor and has things hooked up to her that, uh, you couldn't imagine you you just get a little stir crazy mm-hmm. um, and you don't get a whole lot of sleep because you're wondering when something's going to happen. Well, it was about 730 on Wednesday morning, March 17th. I finally find myself drifting off to sleep for the first time in about 26 hours. Wow. So I am I am dead to the world. I finally I get a good hard sleep in. Um, I'm asleep for probably 45 minutes or so, and I wake up to you know the sound of nurses and doctors talking and my wife talking back and forth with them. And I said, all right, we're going to prep you for your C-section and have you out in uh, about 15, 20 minutes uh, going down the, the w- road there. And uh, I, I was coming out of a deep slumber. So here I am <laughs> oh. like, when did we talk about a C-section? I'm not sure what's happening here. <laughs> how about we clue the dad in on what's going on? You know, I just kind of woke up to all this situation. They're like, well, you're going to have a baby here in about an hour. And I'm like, okay, here we go. (laughs) This is the time. So, you know, some of those nurses had done a shift change from the time that I fell asleep to the time I woke up. And so I didn't recognize about half of them. And, uh, so they're like, "Yep, yeah. I said, what do I need need to do to get ready?" And they're like, "Well, we're going to fit, you know, get you a gown or whatever to put on over your clothes." And then I stand up. And two of the three nurses that were in there look at me and they said, "You're bigger than we thought you were." <laughs> I'm like, "Yeah, yeah. I'm not and small." She, and they're like, "Well, just so you know, you will rip through the gown that we have for you, so we're going to go find you some scrubs." <laughs> so I, I got to wear scrubs oh. instead of uh the yellow, like thin paper gown. Yeah. That you see right. You go to C-section. Um, fun times, but yeah, good stuff. I thought the, you said uh, you
0: were going to stand up and faint. Uh, that, that
1: would, be- Oh no, no. I just woke up and things were happening so fast. Dang. I didn't even have time to think about being a dad. It just, it was there. And then, uh, wheeled Taylor back. She will hate that. I'm going to tell this to the entire worldwide web and audience that's listening to stock talk, but, Uh, they gave her some, some pretty good drugs Mm wheel and they wheeled her backwards down to the surgery room and she yacked everywhere.
0: Uh, that would make me on her way back without drugs.
1: Yep. So she like got car sick and it was kind of why backwards, you know, I don't know why they wheeled her backwards. She asked the same question. We didn't really get a good answer for that. So I'm not, I'm not sure. Um, but then you know I had to wait for another twenty minutes while they got her prepped in in the operating room, and uh, then I come in. This whole this whole experience is once a once in a lifetime type of thing because of how it all transpired. Because I got in to the room, and the anesthesiologist was very very good at his job, like very good at his job. Put put the epidural in. Taylor hardly knew it happened, um, and and all that stuff earlier on uh, when she went into labor and stuff, and then. When we got in there, he uh, looked at me. He was having a good time, you know, getting, getting all these drugs ready to go for whatever might happen. And so I sit down there and uh, he looks at Taylor and he says, now I've got, uh, I've got a mixture here that will make the process really easy for you if you're worried about, you know, having your C-section surgery. And she said, will it make me loopy? He said, yes, it'll make things pretty fuzzy. She said, I want to see Mabry. Because we didn't know, we didn't know the gender, anything like that. She's like, I want to know what she is. I want to remember that experience. Uh, And he said, okay, sounds good. And so managed her pain throughout the whole surgery process. Um, And then when it came time, oh, by the way, you know how you watch some of these like Grey's Anatomy and, and other like surgical type drama TV shows? Yes. And they like play music in the OR, you know, when they're like going to work and, and stuff like that. This guy played Katy Perry's "Roar," and I kid you <laughs> not, I can't make this up. When when they lifted Mabry above the curtain, so we could see that we were have we had a little girl it literally said you're going to hear me roar in the Katy Perry song.
0: <laughs> Holy shit. That's awesome.
1: And yeah. And prior to this, prior to them pulling out, he played eye of the tiger. So it was a really Rocky Balboa type of a feel in the operating room. For I at least like that it. Song. Yeah. We were on a theme. And uh, so then after Mabry comes out the, uh, <laughs> uh, the anesthesiologist looks down at Taylor and says, Hey, you ready for your cocktail? And, uh, She's like, yeah, I think I am, you know, we're done. Saw what she is wrapped up. Good to go. So he starts this cocktail, pushes in in her IV in less than two minutes. Her entire arms, face, everything limp. Like just like, boom, got her, knocked her out. Well, then she's like shortly after that, she like starts to wake up and like, she looks at me and I said, how you feeling? She's like. I'm in the Lorax. And I'm like, what you're in. the?" She's like, yep. Dr. Seuss, the Lorax, you know, I'm just bouncing from dandelion to dandelion. <laughs> and, uh, I said, I said, that's okay. Uh, and I, I kid you not the surgeon stops what she's doing, looks over the curtain, looks at my wife and says, that's some pretty good stuff. Isn't it?
0: <laughs> oh, you could she be on the, She did not
1: say stuff. I will say that much. <laughs> And and my wife just was like, "Oh yeah, I'm in the Lorax." And uh, yeah, it's a fun experience. I didn't get a cocktail for anybody that's wondering. I was a little upset about it. But
0: <laughs> oh my gosh, that's classic St. Patty's Day, baby! That's right on seventeenth. Yep, I love it. Ah, oh, it's exciting. I'm happy for you guys. Can't wait to see her. Haven't even seen her yet. Thanks yeah, for going, dude. Yeah, uh, like. you know any kind of popularity Taylor, and I thought we had
1: on the internet is now. completely taken over by our small child she's not so small anymore she's growing pretty good yeah feed conversion you know what can i say good feeder yep yep awesome so trev let's talk about you because you you had a significant career change from working directly in the livestock industry every day with with your previous role and then now you've transitioned into more of like the customer service on the uh, farmer side and kind of more of a membership involved organization you're in with the Ohio Farm Bureau. So, uh, how's that been for you?
0: Yeah, super big change. Uh, it's awesome and it's it's very involved. The Farm Bureau has a lot of different components, and the aspect that I am with the organization director, I kind of had a little bit of an idea on our last episode, or kind of told everybody about that, whatever. But now I really know six months in what, what this trajectory trajectory words are still hard, by the way, six months later, you haven't got past that in 142 days No, Um, but the Avenue that I'm taking, uh, there's a lot of things going on. You got to know, uh, things about policy and obviously farm Bureau itself and, uh, having multiple, multiple meetings. But all that said, the people around here in Eastern Ohio are very, very passionate about agriculture. Um, So that makes it really cool. Uh, I've met some amazing people um, that are very different. One of my county presidents um, is a beekeeper, a retired state inspector, all the way.
1: He had in beekeeping.
0: Oh yeah, and his honey's really good. Uh, So you got that all the way from your you know typical cow calf guy to your typical row crop guy. Actually, typical is understatement. There's one that has several thousand acres and is very. Uh, successful. Um, there's a, a couple pig people, a chicken producer. So I get to see a lot of aspects of agriculture and really pick their brains about it. So um, it's been amazing. The company itself, uh, the people are there to help. Uh, we had a state meeting not too long ago and they were playing music. Our, our department chair is a lot of fun. Um, so although I'm kind of quote unquote, out of the show stock industry professionally. Um, it's a really, really good 30,000 foot view on what actually agriculture really is. And of course, like I've done the weekend warrior thing, went to a few jackpot shows, still helping my families. Um, I'm getting this barn ready out here that I'm looking okay. at. Hey, starting to build a little sow little I heard. Yep. Yep. Actually today, uh, Emily just went to uh, shout out to doc- Dr. Todd Price uh went over there to get one operated on. I had a minor surgery. But yeah, starting to build the sow herd, getting excited about that. So yeah, a lot of a lot of fun stuff. And um, you know, Farm Bureau has been great, been very busy. A <laughs> lot a lot of things going on, a lot of meetings. Um but like I said, the the people that I got to meet are through the roof. I mean they they're awesome. Uh and I've I've got to talk a lot. Like one of the events that we did um was a smaller event due to COVID restrictions, but I got to talk about pigs and pork. So my passions are still kind of connected right right in your
1: wheelhouse. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: So that's good. It's, it's
1: so cool. Like, you know, my job, it's kind of funny that, you know, I came from, uh, working more directly like business to business agriculture. And then now, you know, uh, now I'm directly involved in the livestock industry and you were directly involved professionally in livestock business. And then, you kind of switched roles a yeah. little bit. So it's kind of funny. We've kind of flip flopped what we've done. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's kind of, kind of interesting to kind of, you know, where, where do you fit in um, out, you know, when you get outside of your comfort zone a little bit. So, I, Hey, I'm proud of you. You, you took a leap of faith and, and, you know, obviously you stayed in ag, but you know, you, you took a bigger
0: position and. Yeah. Thanks. Like that. Well, okay. and I've kind of been taking notes, too, because in some of our board meetings, there's a lot of interesting discussion, um, and you're going to hear that throughout this season. So kind of what Corey and I are doing now is providing you an update of what, what we've been doing the past 142 days in a very short summary. Um, but know that we've really, we really we took some time off. Don't get us wrong. It was a nice refresher. But we've been thinking a lot about this comeback. And where is this, where is this podcast going to go? Who we're going to have on, the topics we're going to discuss, and some of the changes. So super jacked up. Now, there's some things that will not change, and for a very good reason. And I cannot wait to share some of the changes and some of the things that aren't going to change. Um, because it's one of those things, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Oh, yeah. yeah. And when I say that aspect of things is our advertisers, our title sponsors, that was... I mean, you can't get any better people than that. So, no. And hey, listen, we, we
1: understand fully that you guys listen to this podcast and have listened to other podcasts not to hear, you know, an hour worth of ad reads, but more so the content that's coming to you. So, we are committed to making sure that, you know, we, we uh, do justice to those that want to support us and allow us to keep stock talk going. Uh, but also know we're going to keep bringing the heat when it comes to good
0: quality content. Yeah, it'll be a good mixture, not yes. too ad heavy. That's something we talked a lot about, Corey, um, to not dilute it too much. But we're also going to do a lot of cool things with our sponsors. So uh, showpig.com and showcattleconnections, Connections. Hey, they and hashtag the Wint Group. And yeah, pretty much say the Wint Group. They're going to be a huge part of what we got going on. Um, So if you're a future guest out there that may be listening and you don't hear Corey or I on the phone talking to you to try to get you on the podcast, don't fret because our team is growing and merging, you could say. You could say that. You could say those things, Trevor. And, you know, we've
1: often talked. uh, This industry is so important uh, when it comes to what you know, who you know, and the relationships you build. And we're so fortunate that our friends at showpig.com show cattle connection, the great folks of the Wink group. Shout out to Katie Braddon Evans. Now, I mean, in the last 142 days, Katie got married. So congratulations. Lots of people got married, I guess yeah. between the time we quit and now, but um, hey, good stuff happening and uh, very excited to bring back and keep going. The partnership with show pig and show cattle.
0: So, yep. Uh, another one. I want to, bring out is jace tarbell tarbell marketing and design he's still going to be with us um the some of the amazing stuff that he's done with us in the past we have uh weekly meetings uh for the relaunch and the best is yet to come i think we've got some ideas coming and jace has been obviously we talk about it every week but his mind when it comes to some of the marketing is pretty out there and pretty awesome so TMD, shout out, made the finalist
1: list of the Purple Circle Magazine 30 under 30. Yes, we're going to talk uh, more about I mean, that here in a bit. Dude, uh, yeah. of uh, I'm just saying we got a pretty good team assembled here at Stock Talk.
0: Yeah, uh, helping, it, it's Helping awesome. us out,
1: keeping us being different.
0: Well, let's just, w- before we get to Walton, because of course they're going to stay with us. Congratulations, man. I'm pumped and proud for you to be a 30 under 30 nominee. I mean, you look at that list of folks that's very diverse and the industry leaders, the bios that I read through, that's a huge accomplishment. And you've made it under the 30 30 for 30. And that is a really unique program. Uh, Shout out to the Purple Circle Magazine. Austin Voyles did a really neat thing there. So, um,
1: Previous guest. Thanks, Trev, by the way. Yes. Thank you. You bet. And and hey, thank like I've had people reach out to me. Uh man, it's it's just cool to kinda see you you spend so many hours and so much time pouring your heart and, and and uh soul into an industry that you care so much about. And um we don't all need pats on the back, but man, it sure is cool to recognize some of the young folks in the industry that are really trying to hustle and get after it and and be the next generation of leadership. So uh yeah, for sure. Thanks Austin Boyles and, and the Purple Circle crew for putting that together. It was uh, was an honor to be nominated and, and make the final thirty under thirty and good friends, good colleagues, uh great people that made that list and, and some that didn't, um some that didn't even get nominated that you know uh are doing some awesome things in our business too. So uh, you know, don't uh if you're out there you didn't make the list, or maybe you're uh you know, that would be a goal of yours. Keep hustling, it'll happen for Thank sure. You. I mean, I, I wasn't expecting expecting it when the announcement came out, but um, very very cool stuff. So
0: yeah, I think it's awesome. Great great group of folks. So, um, speaking of, I got another shout out. Okay. Um, our friends. I I don't know if you saw our our release of the comeback, our short video. Oh, yeah. Um, music is not free and hard to. It is hard to come by. So and when you're trying to get a Hall of Fame rock and roll,
1: <laughs> yeah, a person such as Aerosmith to be, you know, your your music
0: intro for a video. So for yeah, those you, those that don't know, um that you can't just go online and grab it and press play and use it as your own. Um so I thought, you know, Corey, it would be really cool to do some kind of a um I don't know, hype video, and what better song than Aerosmith's Back in the Saddle? So I, I've i got to give a shout out to Legos and Legos, P-E-L-L attorneys, um, because Tom Legos, and, and as the president there, and our friend Alex Ryan, uh, they did all of that permit work, the background work, to make sure we were allowed to do that. Um, because we're trying to be by the book here. So, uh, shout out to those guys. I hope you enjoyed that video. Uh, just through some of the pictures that, um, Heidi Anderson took for us there, at legacy livestock imaging. So, um, just quick shout out to them before we get into our meat and potatoes of this episode.
1: Hey, listen, uh, we lawyered up Legos and Legos. <laughs> That's we right. Lawy- hey, seriously though, uh, folks, this, you're not talking about just your mom and pop law firm. Uh, these folks represent Fortune 500 companies, and uh, if you, you know, seriously need, uh, need to hire a high-quality law firm, check out Legos and Legos. Yeah, big
0: time. Real big, big time. time.
1: Where are they at in Ohio, Trev?
0: Um, like Springfield area. Springfield, gotcha. Yeah, uh, but Good. they do nationwide work, so. Yep, yep.
1: Um, yeah, and you know, you brought up Legacy too, man. It, it's been so fun in my role now. Uh, I get to see, I get to see Heidi just about every national pig show there is. And uh, man, they just have been popping out such good content. What's so cool about Heidi too, is like um, there's some folks that listen to us that were previous interns and had worked for Heidi that have now started their own photography businesses. And she is so supportive of them, you know, taking off and, and doing their own thing. And it's just tells you that again, you surround yourself with good people, good things happen to you. Uh, and Heidi Anderson and Charles Anderson and that crew at Legacy Livestock are are re- very uh, representative of that sentiment.
0: Yep. Yeah. So if you're out there listening, uh, you're hearing a lot of the same names that we had in last season. Uh, that does not mean that you don't have an opportunity to be part of this podcast. Uh, in fact, there's several more opportunities. Um, so, Ladies and gentlemen, we've got a lot of, we had a lot of thinking to do, uh, with the relaunch and it's a competitive industry. Now there's, I don't know, a dozen or more podcasts out there within the stock show world. So, uh, we had to think, all right, we were the original, we're the first, how do we maintain that being what we think is the best? So what better folks to, what's that? Or just different, or just different. Yeah, you know, I, I maybe yeah, it's probably. I probably we're say this, yep. you know. Yeah. But all right, I'm going to hit him with it be- because we're going to go into some changes that are going to happen within this season, and we had a couple meetings with the friends at Walton. Yep. Um. By the way, they were the still the glue. Of pretty much being everywhere. I saw they were at a board meeting. I mean, they're doing a lot of a lot of things outside of okay. livestock. So yep. Yep. we're 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 doing next level things here at Stock Talk Podcast. We do a lot of audio work. If you're driving down the road, you can listen to us. Uh, but we've been thinking, do people want to watch us? And talk to some friends, talk to some hey, supporters. Listen, our, our our most listened to episode just
1: happened to be, you know, with just, you know, me and you. Yeah. And uh, a few guests here and there just happened to be episode 100. So that was on YouTube, just saying.
0: Yep. So we are going to do a video cast, A once a month episode aired at the Walton Webcasting Studio. Now, this is a visual component. Those who are used to listening to it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever, you're still going to hear that audio. You may just not see everything like we did on episode 100. There's a lot of visuals there. So get used to that because that'll happen once a month. We may bring in a guest. It may just be you and I. We'll have a lot of opportunities. So one of the coolest opportunities is that platform is completely open for sponsorship and separate yep. from our day-to-day podcast. So we'll be sitting in front of a green screen. We'll be logos. There'll be product if, if that's your company. Um, so if that's something of interest, it's going to be massive. We expect... A very good turnout. So,
1: well, I mean, do you want to have the owning rights to the the video? Uh, you know, the studio. That's right. I mean, you know, put your business there. I mean, uh, who's to say Edge Club Lambs won't won't spring? You right. on? Welcome to the Stock Talk Edge Club Lambs Studio. <laughs> I like I it. I don't have. I you know, we're trying to buy more sheep, so I can't. I can't do that. You better run um, it through the board. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it'd pass. Uh, You know, so lots of cool stuff that can be happening there. If you want to display your products, you want Trevor Knight to endorse your products, bring it on. We'll do it. And uh, we're going to do some cool stuff for that video cast. Also, I would like to note um, something else that will kind of go along with that, but also go along with uh, you know, some new stuff that we are doing here at the podcast uh, is you can call in now Uh to stock talk and leave a voice message that will be recorded and we can post it. We could share it. We could talk about it. We can put you right into the show without having to schedule an interview with you or wait for you to see something on social media and type up a read them, ship them, show them or send us a shout out or whatever you want to do. If you want to talk about anything you want to talk about, let's let's bring it up. We, uh, we want to get our audience as involved as possible with this podcast. So we have a new call-in feature. It's voicemail only. So you're going to dial a number, and it's going to take you to a voicemail. You're going to hear Trevor and I. will prompt you on, you know, say your uh, your name, the state you're calling from, and then uh, just address whatever you want to talk about, whether that be uh freedom ship from them you want to give a shout-out to somebody, happy birthdays, you name it. Uh, we'll, we'll include it in the show. So uh, write, get your pen and paper out or get your phone out and get ready. Here is the new number for the Stock Talk call-in feature. It's 234-320-0457. That's 234-320-0457, and you can call in and leave your voicemails to Stock Talk. Uh, really, this feature was designed for ship, and Showm, because I think if people try to put their thoughts down, on social media, it gets just a little hard for Trevor and I to read those. Right. I think it might sound better coming from, uh, directly from
0: the mouth of the and person. And also it. it allows yeah. both of us to engage in it because like you, yes. you read it or I read it. I try to read it. And yeah, I like know,
1: to be surprised.
0: So our audience can be on the podcast right. if they leave us some voicemails or if there's a birthday coming up or, um, a shout out or whatever, um, that phone number will do it for you. So I'm super pumped about that. Um, Trevor, Trevor, what's that number again? Number is 234-320-0457. 234-320-0457. Super pumped about that. And so are my dogs outside, if you can hear them. (laughs) Well, uh, yeah. Cool new feature to
1: Stock Talk that we're trying to bring. And at some point in time, Trevor and I do have a goal of, you know, the video cast of getting like a live call in. So yes. when we do those they will be live uh the audio like Trevor mentioned will go out that following Wednesday. So it's just, you know, we're probably going to record a lot of these on the weekend, Saturday or Sunday probably mostly Sundays if I had to guess. Mm-hmm. And uh, those will be live to view as soon as we're taping it. So um, it's going to be very much like any of these other podcasts that you see have a YouTube show or any other video option. That's kind of where we're going with this thing.
0: Yep. And, and we're going to have just, if you watch a Walton show, uh, a yeah. show that's brought to you by Walton, uh, the, the lower banner there, if you want to be be a visual part of the podcast, um, yeah. we can get you on Commercial there as breaks. well commercial breaks this this is a whole new avenue to podcasting and we're super jacked up about it super thankful for our walton folks um we've got a guest lineup that is lengthy it's yeah it's funny because some folks are like you know you already did 100 episodes if you do 100 more there's not going to be very many people that you can interview well if you think about it I can think of 60 right now. Yeah, there's there's folks that are young, just coming in, just getting their start and doing a very, very, very good job in the industry. There's some legends. There's some icons out there that we haven't even tapped into yet. Although they may be on other podcasts, we have a whole different avenue of topics to cover. So there's a lot that we've got on our plate. And may, might I add some left field interviews, high profile I- folks. Oh yeah. So it could get could get real Pat, in here.
1: Pat Mac, if you if you ever listen to Stock Talk Podcast, <laughs> here's your chance. You heard the call in number probably, so we want to interview you, Bob. And I
0: might add, uh, since our number is now public, if you don't hear your voice on the episode, it's probably because it was inappropriate. Yes, these will be yeah, screened. We're screen. Yeah. Yeah, we're gonna screen them.
1: <laughs> It's not like we're just gonna blindly go into it and try to react immediately. Um yeah, so uh, Trev, there's uh, there's a lot going on in our industry, and a lot that has happened over the last 142 days. Mm-hmm. What uh, what have you seen that's probably made you more excited for 2021 uh, than anything else? What's made you? What you know? What's keeping your fuel fired for this business to continue on?
0: Um, so. I was really kind of concerned. I'm not going to lie. In the middle of the pandemic, when it started up with our uh, show season, you know, you you got through sales season barely, you know, March, April, May here in the Midwest. And I was really concerned that the shows were going to struggle with the county fairs, um, you know, really hurt their budget, not able to have any outside money coming in. Um, the state fair, not being able to host events that they kind of rely on. But just like everything else in our industry, people come together in a huge way Um, and not even monetarily, but just doing alternative shows, uh, working with health boards. I think we've made a lot more uh, connections than we did before. Uh, We kind of took everything for granted to a certain extent, Um, you know, Hey, the county fairgrounds is open. Why don't we just show there? Well, heck we Mm -hmm. couldn't show hardly anywhere. So let's contact, you know, public official X, Y, Z to see if they know, or let's, let's contact, you know, this facility, see if they can. So I think our connections are even wider spread now. Uh, and also the, uh, cyber stock show thing. I kind of said that when that was, came out, probably not going to go away. That's a, that's a really nifty tool um, I would venture to guess it wasn't as heavily populated um, if I had to guess as far as numbers go. But boy, the the quality of livestock on there is still just as good. Yeah. And, you know, Walton giving away the popper and all those prizes. So I'm excited about that because uh, we went through one hell of a year and did it pretty well and with class. Uh, it was scary, just like everything else. Although uh, on the joking side of things, I was waiting for somebody to post hurry, there's a shortage of livestock. You better go buy your livestock. And then we would have like this market spike up with price like lumber and gas and everything else in this crazy world I mean, right now. <laughs> but I mean, we're probably last year. Have you right?
1: watched these sales this spring? Holy crap. I mean, it's like the cost of everything went up. I mean, you couldn't find a good one and and, <sighs> and not pay a pile of money for it. it. To me, what's interesting about the whole sales season deal this year is like, the the higher price stuff got higher
0: mm-hmm.
1: and the mediocre stuff didn't sell yeah and like there was there was a lot of a lot of people just more so dialed in and focused on the good ones and you didn't hardly see you know there are some bargains out there there did, always is did you but the frequency of them wasn't as high
0: this sales season did you notice and i don't know if it's because all of the buyers were using their stimulus checks strictly to buy livestock but in my opinion and i'll let you throw yours out there there was a top end a way top end mm-hmm. and then some that you know the quality wasn't there for the right buy no middle ground i felt no it was hard to find that you know thousand dollar barra, you know or that you know because well, that thousand dollar bara brings 1500 to two now yeah that's what i'm saying i mean yeah. i was blown away and i mean hey some of my families bucked up this year and said, Hey, we're going to go after it. And I still had trouble helping them out. It it was wild, but well, you know, here's the deal. Like there's a
1: lot of people that struggled and lost jobs and, and uh, you know, struggled financially in 2020, but at the same time, Nobody got to take a, a long vacation. Yeah. Nobody got to go and spend money uh, a big weekend at the lake somewhere or go to the movies, you know, two, three times. That's true. Uh, every, every couple months, you know. So, in a lot of ways, we weren't spending money on things that we typically spend money on. Instead, we were kind of barricaded in, locked in at home. And so, you know, uh, Maybe people did have a little bit more money flipping around than what they had previously thought because they didn't spend seven eight thousand dollars on a family vacation. True. Uh, so you know, I think I thought about some of that kind of stuff, but you know, it's 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 interesting because you know, I look at it from my standpoint. We had the best sales season we've ever had mm-hmm. as, far as, as far as selling cheap, um, and and obviously the quality was there and represented that accurately. But, you know, there was there was some sheep that sold for good money that, you know, if I would have sold the year before or two years ago, they wouldn't have brought what they brought. I mean, there's, you know, some, and I'm not saying they weren't quality enough to bring that money, but it's just, you know, people that are serious and want to win and, and have taken more time and dedication to this thing are spending more money on the good ones. And you're right. There is kind of no middle ground there anymore yeah Yeah, or you know by
0: and by and large you know yeah there it exists but it's not right well then you start playing you know that mind game of like all right well if i jump off of this bear that i went to go see three times and you know this guilt this calf this lamb whatever and i i went to see that thing three times that's the one i gotta have and it climbs out of your price range then you're like all right what what now What's next? Where do I go? Or is this one good enough? Or I'm going to be showing against that one all summer. So, Mm -hmm. you know, that's another thing. And another uh, part of that, too, is I wonder if, you know, we were so resilient of continuing to have livestock shows, rather they be virtual or in person or whatever. And sports didn't really all happen Mm -hmm. during the pandemic. So did some of that focus shift during the pandemic of like, all right, well, I guess the season of baseball wasn't all that bad to miss. So yeah. why don't I put my focus in the show lambs or blowing more calves or whatever, you know, it makes you wonder. And I'm sure sports are picking back up. Things are kind of becoming normal today in Ohio. We don't have to wear a mask. <laughs> so, hey, you know, you. that that kind of thing. But it's interesting and it, it makes you wonder. So um, I'm glad it's coming back to normal because hosting events through Farm Bureau and all that. I mean, you got to stay with the state guidelines and and your local guidelines, not all the time do they match up so right for yep. the livestock side of things i'm glad we are seeing some normalcy gonna have a state fair in ohio again it looks like so i'm i'm excited I, about that
1: and i'm not i'm still not against the idea uh you know of having shows in a parking lot or yeah under a shade tree or out in the backyard you know i think that kind of brought a little different feel to our industry too yep and uh who knows? maybe, maybe those types of things will be here to say, I mean, for Pete's sake, they had a cattle show downtown Manhattan blocked off a street corner and had, you know, had it right there in the middle of Aggieville. That's, cool. That's pretty cool stuff. I mean, the, the things that have come out of this looking on the other side, if you ask me what I'm most excited about, it's just, I'm just excited to be back. Yeah. You know? And it's not that we went away last year, we did what we could, but you know, there's, there's more shows now than there ever was. Um, there's people that have, have really gotten to take a look in the rear view mirror and say, man, that's what we used to do. How do we continue going forward? Because I think we all realized at the end of the day, this world can shut us down pretty quick.
0: Mm-hmm. Exactly. So,
1: I, I'm just telling you, there's, there's, uh, there's lots of moving parts and pieces in this industry that, you know, we, we became conscious of because of 2020. So, um, you know, I, real interested to see where 2022 is going to go because you get past this year and i don't want to let this year blow blow away or anything like that because i want to watch my daughter grow up uh not miss that but it's going to be real interesting to see where the trajectory you get a year not quite a full year because let's be honest this whole world especially united states right now with the political climate we're in and climbing gas and lumber and metal you name it it's Listen, we're not a political podcast, but all I'm saying is it ain't real good, so it's going to be interesting to see where we're at next year. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not a political podcast. Gosh, you wouldn't want me to. Not uh, a political sit, podcast. Sit we're not doing talk. that. Um, uh, time. But no, it that you, we make a lot of good points there, um, because it's going to grow and I I I was blown away by sale prices. That was another thing I was concerned about in the middle of the pandemic mm-hmm. is gosh, Oh, yeah, what are these things how yeah. how are people to rebound. Uh, crap, we can not well, hardly I can't hardly sniff the ones I want, you know, it's like, holy it,
1: well, God. you know, I talked to a lot of boar studs now and, uh, those guys just selling out. I mean, just crazy. You know, at the ABA, our litter registrations are, are well on pace to exceed last year. Yeah. And last year we were up from the year before and, and just, you know, in a pandemic we were up. So that just tells you about the popularity of the Berkshire breed, uh, when our numbers are climbing year after year. And, and it's, uh, you know, with as many litters that got recorded uh, so far in the first half of this year, it, it's man. That's why I'm saying 2022 could be wild. Yep. Uh, and and it's just so it's it's fun now to kind of be in the position I am and getting to visit with some some of these guys that are out here. Um, you know, they questioned a lot of them. They questioned what their businesses were going to look like. And then you know, you get into uh, August. And people are buying semen. You get uh-huh. September and we're settling sows and everybody's excited because they think 2021 is going to be better. And it is. And we've got all these shows and
0: yep. it's crazy. Uh, I mean, you know. w- with the Buckeye Livestock Expo, I mean, that's happening at the end of this month, the 26th yeah. and 27th there in Worcester, Ohio. I We had to change locations, but other than that, I mean, we, we had to start that show in a pandemic. That was our first year last year. Yep. And we had to really move things around and be careful. And luckily we had a a uh, good, um, health board to, to work with. But, um, I, I'm excited for this year's Buckeye Livestock Expo because it's open to the world again. I mean, we can bring anybody we want to, uh, hog, sheep, and goats, and we've got another really strong, and that's a, another thing that fires me up is we can still have that kind of stuff. And we, you know, we've worked our view at Buckeye Livestock Expo was we've kind of already went through the mud, can't get any worse. So oh, yeah, let's yeah. just continue to grow it.
1: So it as good as the sheep and goats are in Ohio, Pennsylvania, Indiana, surrounding states there, that thing ought to get pretty hairy. I mean, that thing ought to be tough to win. Yeah,
0: it's going to be fun. Last week, last weekend in June, Worcester, Ohio. Payouts are pretty good. Judges yeah. are real good from what I've seen.
1: Yep. Yeah, can't complain about any of that. We're
0: pumped. So, um, I think that's what we had scheduled for our first episode, folks. Um, we're getting our guest list balked up, and we are uh, we're pumped about that. Uh, be looking for our first ever video cast at the Walton Studio. Shouldn't say first ever. We've had a couple, but within right. this but, season, but first first of this kind. Yes. So um, that starts episode or season what are we on three i guess
1: well t- i mean if you want to break it up that way uh, i yeah season three third year third pretty year. much yeah. third year i mean we recorded in 2019 yeah 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 third year season three i guess what's crazy is our seasons are going by year and uh not necessarily by number of episodes yeah so
0: well, here we go. Look out. Yep. Look out. So 101. Guys, remember uh, the call-in number for Stock Talk Podcast. If you've got a breed them, ship them, show em, you've been dying to share with us the past six months, or if you want a shout-out or a message, um, call our number, 234-320-0457. Corey Edge, we're back, man. We are back. Folks, uh, thank you for
1: taking a break. I hope you were entertained uh, the hundred last hundred and forty-two days on your Wednesdays, uh, but hey, the best action in Wednesdays finally back to you. Uh, we're glad to be back. We're excited. Trevor, send them out
0: the only way we know how. Time to bring in the read.